around, uh, you know, family members and stuff like that. So you have lots of new people too. And when you like constantly like have a tissue to your nose, I just felt super self-conscious because I'm like, it's nothing bad. Like I seriously feel fine. My nose just won't stop running. (laughs) It's allergies. It's not COVID. I promise. That's, that's the thing too. It's like, no, it's like you get a cough and everybody's head is like, exactly, exactly. And I didn't feel like, I don't think anyone in particular, you know, I had someone ask like, "Are, are you not feeling well? Like, like, like in a, in a genuinely caring way, not in like a, should I not be around you right now? Um, and, uh, and I was like, dude, I feel fine. <laughs> like I actually like n- my throat doesn't hurt at all. Like it's not cause you I, know, I still can taste food. Right. <laughs> yes. This is exactly. Like, I can smell you. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I, I couldn't smell, smell you well because the, the well, drink, sinuses but, like, yeah. yeah. Any, yeah. anyways, uh, so that made no. things harder because it was a few long days, especially leading up to uh, that those Christmas Eve services. Um, but made it through that, and so now I am in vacation mode uh, for for this week, um, nice. and and that is it is very nice to just just kind of like chill time where I can hang out with the kids and play games and stuff, and not just video games, but we got some board games stuff like that. So so having it, I'm. I'm doing great right now. I'm doing great. If you were talking to me a few days ago, it might've been a different story. <laughs> it was kind of stressful. Um, but now it's like, Oh, this is awesome. I'm looking forward. Well, we'll talk about it later in the episode, but looking forward to, yeah. you know, taking the week and, and just doing some evaluation end of year evaluation stuff and looking towards the new year. So how about you? How have your two weeks been? <laughs> Probably all of that first portion, none of the second portion, right? Just tons of <laughs> insanity. Uh, yeah, it was like, so the two weeks prior to like Christmas day, it was just like, it was just long days, like starting yeah. at six, six thirty, working till five thirty, five forty five, six o'clock. Jeez. Now Christmas Eve was like, sort of like, I think I was done at like four thirty on Christmas okay. Eve day. Okay. So that. But like, you know, it's still a 10 hour day though. You're starting at like 630. Like, yeah, Yeah. it's like, it's just very long days. And it's like, Mm -hmm. and I think actually I was talking to my one buddy and we're going back to our regular hours starting tomorrow, actually. So, so I'll start at 730 tomorrow morning and that'll be nice. It'll be nice to sort of get back to that. Like then, then I have to worry about sort of getting back. Like the thing is peak doesn't really end until like mid January. Like it, it's yeah. definitely, we've already sort of like the, the bulk of it is sort of out of the system, Yeah, but there's, there's going to be some like, you know, the stuff where people didn't get stuff sent out in time. There's like okay. the people yeah. using gift cards. There's going to be mm-hmm. like people returning crap through the mail. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, but like you hit like, hit like Christmas Eve and I was just like, cool. Like, you know, it was like, um, Christmas day, you know, I, I, I was in my pajamas like the entire time, which was yeah. awesome. We, you know, there was like, we had thought about maybe like having some people over or whatever, but then, mm-hmm. and Megan, Megan did run out to her sisters for a couple hours, but we had, they had been over Christmas Eve and she was going okay. to like, and I was yeah. just like, I'm not, I, I was like, 
I was like, you can go. I said, I'm just not going to like, mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good. Like uh, I'm in pajama on my couch mode all day long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was like, I actually, I do like a little bit of journaling throughout the week. Okay. Sweet. Last, last week did none, like mm-hmm. no journaling at all, which mm-hmm. like, just cause it's like, you know, like I said, you're getting up early, you're working for like basically 12 hours and then yeah. it's just like, you just, you just gassed. Right. Um, so there, but now that sort of seems done and, uh. Now I just got to get to the dermatologist and because my hands are, my hands hate me and I kind of hate them back. Uh, (laughs) My my eczema is just flaring up real bad and uh, it's just super uncomfortable. But yeah, I mean, other than that, it's just, it's been very busy. I'm sort of Hmm. in in a way it's like, you kind of hit that point. Okay. Like Chris, like you get the Christmas, you're, you're past, you're over Christmas, you're past Christmas. It's like, okay. Like, life will sort of get back to a semi-normal state now mm-hmm. um, or yeah. be so. Yeah. Um, I'd heard somewhere that uh, I can't remember who said this phrase that life finds a way. Life finds a yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something about dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, that's right. That's right. Jurassic <laughs> Parak. Um Yes. Oh, yeah. That guy. That guy. That's that, that guy. Jurosis um, Parak. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> yeah, I actually used the bulk of Christmas mm-hmm. to. Uh, well, let, let's let's just jump right into it because I played oh. some uh, on Christmas Day. I played some video games. You did. So oh well, you know what? Games. I played a few as well. So I think we've got a report. I feel a, a report coming report. on. It's the report. Welcome to the backlog report. Welcome to the backlog report. Tonight we'll be reporting on our backlog. Ooh, that that's a pretty good Shatner. <laughs> pretty good. Shatner. Well, thank you. Not quite like a Shatler art, but tonight Shatner. we'll be reporting on our backlogs <laughs> the year uh anyways uh okay so you had some games you played over christmas what were the what yeah. were those games well why don't you go first oh okay well then well then you just knock it right back to me i'm, I'm gonna okay, cool. i'm gonna save the be- i'm gonna save the best for last buddy. ah there you go i like it <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i've got two games that i've been playing okay the first one we all know okay but you know what you know what this is a special day because this is the last day that i will be reporting on Shin Megami Tensei Five. Yeah, because, I saw that. Yes, I uh, officially checked it off the list, completed the game. I got all the endings for the game. I did all the side quests, and I filled out the compendium, which is the roster of possible. Um, Dude, that's a lot of Shin Megami Tensei. Like, it was a lot of Shin Megami Tensei Five, and I did not share this with the Discord. Uh, so this is you are the only one, or you're the first to know this. Um, but I was mortified because I found out one of the routes that I play. So you have to replay the game in order to get certain demons. Like if you finish, if you get a certain ending, you will get access. You will have access to a few special demons. Okay. I was not following a guide. I finished one of the routes and saved over my save file. And I then saw a guide because I wanted to make sure that I got all of the, uh, all of the demons. Turns out, on that route, there was another like special 
quest that you have to do while you are on that particular route in order to get a specialty. So I missed one on that route. So I had to do yet another playthrough of the game in order to get that because it's at the very that that uh, side quest is at the very end of the game. And because I was Dude, just like shooting through the game again, that would be the part where I'd say uh, that sucks. Like, I was <laughs> no, nope. I was very tempted. But the thing is, after you when you max out your level and you're you're basically like your Ross, your team, your core team is all maxed out. The whole game is a, is a breeze. You're just going through and making decisions and running from point A to point B and collecting you know some items and things like that. So really, it takes three hours to do a play three, four hours maybe okay. um, to do a full playthrough. If you, if you just go and it's not, but it's not something that you do mindlessly because you have to, you know, maneuver in, in these huge world areas in order to do it. So I was very tempted to just be like, you know what? It's one demon I did. I missed. But then I was like, at the same, at the same time, I was like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm an idiot. I'm a madman. But I actually do really you enjoy this game. <laughs> so the in-game timer was about ninety-six hours, I think, total. Holy moly! Um, that's some, yeah, that's some stupid. octopath traveler time. Stupid. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's funny to me that I've actually spent less time playing Shin Megami Tensei than I did Octopath, because yeah, Octopath was crazy. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely getting up there. It was insane. Um, so okay, I've, I've talked enough about Shin Megami Tensei Five. Obviously, I really enjoyed it. Um, and it did, it did give me that sense of just like, oh, oh, I guess I'm going to have to play something else. Like I've been playing this one game for so long that like, oh, video game time isn't just Shin Megami Tensei anymore. Like this is weird. Uh, I have to decide on a different game. Uh, so I did, I, I had actually played a little bit of this game before I got Shin Megami Tensei. Um, but I did start in and and subsequently finished uh, Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap. I think mm. I'd actually mentioned on the po- podcast before that I started it. And this is a, it's not a remake. Uh, I guess you could call it a remaster of a, I think it was a Genesis game. Could be wrong about that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's a I'm pretty game. sure it's a Genesis game too. Yeah. Uh, or you know what? It might even be a Master System game. But regardless, it still really holds up because the way that this new version works is it's totally new graphics and a new soundtrack. But at any moment, you can press a button and it will revert back to the retro soundtrack or the retro uh, graphics. So even though the animations are slightly different, all of the mechanics, all the physics are still the exact same. And it's amazing how well it holds up with just a new coat of paint. Like it is a really, it's still a really fun game. It still feels really good, even though it's an old game. And even though it is like literally the same game, it just has a better production, better production value behind it. Um, so that's what sticks out to me about that game. It's a, it's a short little game. I think I beat it four hours, you know, four or five hours. Okay. Um, sort of not quite sort of Metroidvania ish, not quite. Um, but you know, you get different powers to, to, to go to different areas, but it's, but it's linear in that it's not, although there are some anyways, anyways, it's, it's a fun time. It has a cool art style. Um, I would recommend it if you like platformers, but I think, I think again, the thing that sticks out to me is just what this says about games as well is like, Hey, there are some old games that don't hold up, <laughs> but then mm-hmm. there are some that are like, oh, wow, you don't realize how well it holds up 
like it would just with some higher production value like it feels like a new game or a modern game excuse me even though it's literally the same thing so uh i i think that was super cool uh about that game um and so yeah that's that's all that i have been uh playing lately just those two so knock those off did add a few games to the backlog man oh man atlas and my my shin megami tensei's um, the, there's a sale on the 3ds eShop, and so that that oh, stole dude, yeah. my heart, um, as as the personas say, uh, because some games that are are like Atlas release them, they're out of print now, and so they're pretty expensive for physical cartridges. We're going for like ten dollars, eight dollars, something yeah. like that. So, I picked up a couple Etrian Odyssey games and Persona Q2, uh, and and those were very cheap. But did you they, play Persona Q? Yes, yes, it did. I okay. played and yeah, finished finished that one. It's a fun game. Um, the characters are not like it's a fun game. The overall story was pretty cool for what it was, but I was disappointed by the characters themselves because they are all very much. Um, I was going to say distortions of their original characters, but that sounds like Persona Four um, characters. Exactly. Exactly. They they distill their essence down to like one character trait, which is very weird to do in in a very like character driven game. Um, so they don't feel the same. Like it feels kind of it feels kind of weird to have certain characters like be so obsessive over one thing where it's like, yeah, that's not really who that character is. But it was. But like I really like the mechanics of the game. It's a really fun game. So it's it, and it plays a lot like an Etrian Odyssey game. With I think a little bit of the press turn system from uh, from the Shin Megami Tensei Persona games, uh, so so it was fun. It was fun, but it's not it's nothing that like you're gonna like you need to get this game absolutely for sure. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Cool. Uh, so the yeah that's that's as far as gaming goes. There's that uh reading i think i mentioned that i was reading the road by cormac mccarthy um i can't remember if i said i had finished you called it. it refreshing at one point i did yes i did um and and now that i'm finished with it um it, it's not that i disagree with that assessment but um i well okay here i'll, I'll put it this way actually for christmas um my my uh, sister-in-law got me a physical copy of the book because i had been talking about it and saying how much I enjoyed it and how impactful the book is, even as even as a work of fiction. Um, I wanted a physical copy of it just so that I could reread it in the future and not just listen to it, but like actually read it. I, like at the end of the book, I actually started crying when I was listening to it. Um, and as, as a 33 year old man, um, because just because of some of the things that this that the book hits on. It it got really heavy, but it was very it was very good and very well done. Um, so yeah. I would highly recommend it. Uh, it's difficult, <laughs> but yeah. I would recommend it. We we actually uh, my wife and I watched the movie afterwards, and while the movie version is still is still good, um, it that ending was not as impactful. There was some imagery that I think McCarthy used, and some of the the things that were said that were much more impactful in the book. Okay. The book's better than the movie. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, but I just mean like the big kind of thing that happens at the end did not 
there was much more to it in the book than there was in the movie. And so I was like, oh, because I was bracing myself like, oh, this is going to be so hard to watch. And I was like, okay, no, that wasn't as hard because it wasn't, it also wasn't like just as impactful. Anyways, so yeah. The Road by Cormac McCarthy. I really, uh, it's a, it's very good. I was going to say I really enjoyed it. I don't know that I'd use that word, um, but I do think it's a really good book. Um, and then what else? After that, I I wanted to go uh, for something stupid, and and I had heard that there was this uh, book that's supposed to be one of the most funny books of all time called uh, A Confederacy of Dunces, and so I listened through that one, and it was it was wacky and it was frustrating, and it was it was funny how it all turned out in the end. It it was like reading listening to a uh, Coen Brothers movie. With just okay. how how quirky those are, so I would recommend it. Although there is some, I, see, I tried to to read the book because I had first heard about it. I think towards the tail end of high school, and there was some stuff in the book that I was like, mm, nah, I don't, I don't want to read this anymore. Um, so some slightly some some more adult material that shows okay. up. It's not it's not like overly crazy. It's just like, oh yeah, okay, it's there. Um, so. Would I recommend it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, be wise. Read at your own discretion. Uh, but like a Coen Brothers movie, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, um, the, yeah, that's reading. And then what else? Uh, what have been what, watching? We finished Only Murders in the Building. That was, it was fun. Um, yeah. Megan and I actually started that. We're, nice. Well, okay. We, I'll, we I'll, have seen the Theo episode. I think that was the last one we okay. watched. Oh, great. Okay. Cool. That episode cool. was awesome. Yeah. It was very cool the way that they they framed that entire Yes. Yeah. Episode. So you're not too far. Yeah, you're more than halfway into it. That's cool. Uh I do think it kind of um I say suffers, but that's probably too strong of a word. I'm probably just too much of a critic. But I like my murder mysteries where you can piece together what happens. Um but there are some that there's, there's information There's a bunch of curveballs. Like you, you don't know what you don't know, and you exactly, can't, and you, you can't see. There are so many things coming in that show that it's just like, it's like there's a whole lot of like Deus Ex Machina, or maybe that's not the right term, but it's like there's just like all of a sudden it's like, hey, this other thing. It's like you're going down this rabbit hole and this rabbit hole and this rabbit hole, and then all of a sudden it's like, poof! Now there's this thing, and it's like, mm-hmm. and this is what's sort of been going, and it's like, uh, so it's more yeah. of a show to just like go along with the ride yeah. as opposed to try and figure it out yourself. Um, and so that was kind of like, uh, okay. Okay. But the acting is fantastic. I mean, Martin short and Steve Martin are just great yeah. <laughs> in general. So yeah, it's, it's a fun show. And, and just, I know that you and Paul have talked about, I really like mm-hmm. Selena Gomez. Okay. I, mean, I See, think she's done. I think she's done a fine job. Like to me, I think like, I, I like her character and she's not, mm-hmm. she's not as like animated or whatever as I mean, like, listen, you got Steve Martin and Martin short. They're going to eat up scenery. They're just yes. like, yes, they're going to out act out ham mm-hmm. out, whatever mm-hmm. anybody that's on that camera with them. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm not going to say that it's like, she's holding her own, but I think especially for like her role, I'm like, man, no, like I, I dig it. Like, I think she, she's fine. 
I don't I don't have the like the the disdain that Paul did like where it's like mm-hmm. how dare you yeah. you know yeah but I'm, and I'm like I'm probably even a little more like like no she's doing like an okay job. like dude mm-hmm. she's 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 good and like just her character in general is like the more you sort of like learn about her the more I'm like mm-hmm. no I I actually think she did like a pretty solid job with mm-hmm. the portrayal of the character but yeah yeah Yes, I would largely agree with you. I mean, the, the only thing, and it's, it's, I don't know, I guess it's just a personal thing, but yeah, I kept turning to my wife too, is that she is monotone and that like gets under my skin. I don't know what it is about her voice, but she is just like. She doesn't have a lot of like. She's just monotone. Her, her, vo- her voice isn't very dynamic. Yeah. You know, but I, I wonder how much of that is the character and how much of that is her you yeah know. right right yeah i th- i think it is just her um well the only thing the only other thing that i have to report on is we started watching a new show after after we watched that one um that we started watching the hbo special band of brothers because it was on sale on amazon for 10 bucks and oh never dude seen that's it. a good one it's good oh you've never so, seen band of brothers never seen it oh so, dude yeah Oof. yeah we it's watched a- the first episode last night and uh what's his face chandler from friends and i'm not a fan of friends is is like in the first episode and i'm like i can't take this dude seriously and then five minutes in i'm like this guy's gotten under my skin i hate him <laughs> and so anyways it, it's a, it's that's kind of the point um, right exactly and i mean i mean i went from i can't take him se- like he's on screen and i just think of him as like a the like a sad sack and instead he's like a hard nose Put it that way. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, Band of Brothers is really good. That, that mm-hmm. outstanding cast. Yeah. 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 Outstanding so. cast. I, I, um, yeah. It's been a long I, time since I watched that. Right. It's yeah. literally, we were looking at it. It's li- because, because yeah, every once in a while you, someone shows Dude, up it's and it's like, like oh, I know who old. that is. It's 20 years old. It was 2001. Oh, feeling yeah. old intensifies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Oh, man. Speaking of feeling old, what do you have to report on? I don't know. I don't have a segue for that. <laughs> but, but I've talked uh, enough. How about you? That's well, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of like flip the script. I'm going to start mm-hmm. with the shows I've been watching. Cool. We did start Only Murders in the Building um, mm-hmm. and enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching Bakugan. Yes. Again. No, it's, uh, no. Bakugan is the, is the like oh, Bakuman. Yu-Gi-Oh ripoff. <laughs> Bakuman. <laughs> yes. I, I thought Bakuman was the, any, anyways. Yes. Yeah. Bakuman. Yeah, is I have it in my about. notes. I have it Bakuman. Yeah. So yes. yeah. Okay. Nate's brain works real good. <laughs> um, he talked, he talked pretty someday. Um, <laughs> But still watching Bakuman, still enjoying that. Uh, just to let you know, Detective Trap has mm-hmm. been put on notice. Okay. Where, yeah. like, mild spoilers, they've been told that, like, it's going to end. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I really still am enjoying That's a That is an outstanding anime. Uh, oh, I'm but, so glad you say that because, I, yeah, dude, I got way into it. It's got such, like, such heart, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, sometimes it's like totally corny and cheesy, but I like right. it because it's, I don't know, it's refreshing because mm-hmm. it's just like, it's not anything that I'd ever seen before. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's just like, it's, 
an anime about two dudes trying to sort of like pursue their dreams. And yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I, I think it's, it's the more I watch, the more I like it. Like it's, it's kind awesome. of like, no, like it's a really kind of fun cat. Like, and it's cartoony and goofy and stuff, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely, uh, definitely pretty good. Yeah. Um, so that uh, I told you earlier, went and saw No Way Home with Megan tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, you, you know, all I'm going to say is like, and I, I don't want to, and I, I told you this too, I don't want to sort of come off and sort of just like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then like mm-hmm. a week or two, but it's like, I am sort of, it's it's very fresh, but I think this might be the best Spider-Man movie we have ever gotten. Um mm-hmm. Like I'm saying that saying like I am still sort of weighing through like this thing and I'm wrestling through it. But I think thematically, narratively, it just the the, what and what I told you. And I think this this is like this movie managed to take Tom Holland, Spider-Man from just being really good to being great. Mm. Like so I. I, I like it. I think people should go watch it. I think it's a really great time. Uh, I think it's a just a really good movie uh, in general. And uh, yeah, That's awesome. uh, as far as books go, I finished Don Quixote. Uh, okay, okay, that was that was fun. Um, I don't know. Towards the end of it, I was kind of getting like a little like whatever. But it's also technically two books. And gotcha, gotcha. So, cause like I was listening to book one and book two and, uh, the second book I, towards the end, I was just kind of getting like, uh, <laughs> it's a, uh, I don't know. Like that, that's a hard plane to land and he did an okay job. He didn't crash and burn. So okay. it's, uh, okay. uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, Don Quixote is pretty cool. I think people should check it out. Uh, it's like one of those things that like, it's sort of a cultural, it's a literary a literary touchstone mm-hmm. words. Uh, it's mm. yeah. Just like it's, it's good. Um, so there's that. Uh, let me, Oh, I started reading. So based on the recommendation or suggestion of Paul, hundred cupboards, mm-hmm. 100 cupboards. Okay. And by Andy Wilson. Uh, ah. it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very good. It's a very good sort of young adult children's novel. Yeah, very good. It, in fact, it's so good that I went out and bought or used the Audible credits for the next two books in the series of the trilogy. Nice. And then I purchased all the books physically. Like Whoa. so Okay. I'm into these books. I don't <laughs> get that way with everything. Yeah. Um so that's that's crazy. Is that is that the one with the Indian in it? Right? No, that's that's Indian, Indian in the cupboard. In the cupboard. No, oh, okay. I, I I read those books as a kid. Yes. Uh, gotcha. But I, I uh, watched the movie, and the, it, it sure is a movie. Well, the books the books are actually kind of charming. Um, okay. Okay. That's good. But know. but yeah, uh, the one hundred cupboard books are yeah. pretty that's pretty. Awesome. Pretty good. Um, That's awesome. 
they're they're very very good. He's uh, Wilson is a really good writer. I'll probably dig up some of his other stuff. Sweet. Um, so let me see. Uh, yeah, and I started the second one in the trilogy. Uh, I'm almost done with the second one in the trilogy, Dandelion okay. Fire. Um, like, and so I I went out and bought the books, just saying like, no, I like these enough that I'm just going to buy all of them so that I can read them someday. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's as far as books, that's pretty much it. Uh, now, as far as games go. Been playing a little bit of Returnal. Uh, mm-hmm. Been playing Neo Two with my brother and Parker. Nice. Uh, and like, dude, and 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 uh, even sort of touching on a little bit of Metroid Dread again. Like, here's the thing: all those are like very like intense games, right? Yeah. yeah, they're very good. Like, I'm still like I have a ton of fun in Returnal, um, but I felt like I needed a bit of a breather, so I had like mm-hmm. some shorter stuff on on my hard drive that I had sort of been kind of like eyeballing and looking at, uh, I fired up this game called battle chef brigade. Yeah. Um, and I had started it up a while ago and kind of like fizzled out on it. And then it came back to it and I just played like, you know, we talked about like, I just sat down over the course of like a couple days, a couple longer sessions, just chewed through it. It was like maybe, maybe 10 hours or something like mm-hmm. that. And just mm-hmm. played it, beat it. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, it's really cool. Um, it's kind of hard to describe because part of it is sort of a platformer, side-scrolling, beat 'em up mm-hmm. sort of thing, and then part of it is a match three, match four, cooking game thing. Yeah, and it's kind of wild. Um, <laughs> It's fun. I I really like it. It's got some charm. I like it's short and it actually feels like a little stilted kind of like Okay. I wish there was a little bit more to it. I wish there was like okay. a few like yeah. some chapters where you played there's one chapter where you play as a like another character. And I really wish that they would have just given you a few chapters with different multiple characters. Gotcha. Uh, just because, yeah, it just, it, it kind of is like, it's very abrupt. It's like you sort of mm-hmm. bop, 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 bop. And then like you're at the end and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I mean, Danny, it, like, it's not like the story's not going to like blow your mind, but it's, it's charming. Yeah. It's kind of cute. And it's just like, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a game that, I think I gave it a three and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I'd say it's like three, three and a half as far as like stars go and GG. Um, but like it's, it's a should play in my book. You know, don't run out and buy it, but it's like, yeah, check it out. Like if you can pick it up on a deal kind of thing, like it's worth mm-hmm. a playthrough. It's fun. Uh, it's interesting. It's sort of just a very sort of unique concept. In a lot of ways um yeah and it's and it's well executed on like it's like it's an interesting concept and it's well done and uh yeah um and it's it's also very pretty it's a very good looking okay. game nice. uh but then i also started up and I, I actually won this game like it was like it's one of the only things i've ever won and like as like twitter stuff okay. um I it was like one of those things like retweet this for a chance to win yeah. blah 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 game and I won it. It's called the sexy brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
sort of a puzzle adventure game sort of thing. I played through a couple hours of that the other night. And I, it's like one of those games where I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And now that I like, I fired it up. I'm like, Oh, like I'm, I'm super into this. This is Mm kind of cool. Uh, but both of these sort of feel not both of those. Just, it was sort of like, I needed to step away from all of the intents. Like, yep. Yep. Exactly. And so these, these are sort of like palate cleansers. Um, and I'm, I'm enjoying them. Uh, it's like, Returnal is still sort of like my big push. Like I think like uh, the bulk of my energy is going to sort of be like Neo 2, Returnal, and then occasionally I'm going to probably just like dip into a palate cleanser. Because Returnal is like going to be a long haul for me. Like I'm just Mm. not – yeah. So it's like every once in a while I need to just like take a break, sort of like Mm – do some other stuff and then like I can come back and sort of like make progress on it. I'm still stuck on the third biome. So yeah. Um, Do you know how many there are in total? I don't. Okay, cool. It's like one of those things where it's like, I listened to some spoiler casts and I wasn't really paying attention and I was like, Mm -hmm. "Uh, I know there's more of the game. I just don't know how much more. Yeah. Um, so the third biome, cool. it's like, I know that I haven't even unlocked all the weapons and stuff yet. So I, mm-hmm. I know there's plenty of game left. But yeah, I mean, you know, sort of just like, and this will be my final backlog score or beatdown score update. Um, mm-hmm. I'm at negative seven. I did pick some stuff up, nice. but then I sort of managed to clear out a couple. So I've sort of like, I've been maintaining negative seven. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I just, I gotta, I'm going to double check on discord now. Cause like now I'm starting to doubt my <laughs> like, uh, your basic math skills. Yeah. Uh, but when I beat battle chef brigade, it put me back at negative seven. Cause I picked up nice. some stuff, but yeah, you know, for anybody who's interested in sort of seeing all of that stuff, like where I tracked everything and all the games I, I completed over the last year uh, for the backlog beatdown. Uh, listen, we use GG. It's sort of like the official app of the backlog beatdown. It's a great little app. It's like basically a letterboxed for managing your games collection. Um, it's got a bunch of really cool features. You know, you can create custom lists. You can clone other people's lists. You can sort of, there's a feed where you can sort of see what your friends are playing. Um, it's it's a really neat little app where, where, you know, full disclosure, we've known Charles for a while. We think he's a really great guy. It's a really great app. Really recommend it. Um, it's, it's something yeah. that we love. Um, and, uh, y- you know, another thing that we love is uh, we are members of the PlayWell Network. Right. So it's a series of podcasts where we're trying to talk about and think through, you know, just entertainment in, in a way that's edifying and, and just a little more substantial than just being sort of, you know, to, to sort of uh, echo uh, what popcorn theology used to say. We want to encourage listeners to be more than mere consumers. And these guys sort of, I think, are very much in that, that vein. That's why we partnered with them. Uh, and, and, you know, I know Paul is in the middle of sort of doing some rebooting, rebranding, and when he's ready to sort of unleash that on the world, you know, I'm sure that we'll have some ad spots for him. But uh, in there too is the Henshin Dad podcast with our buddy uh, Wesley Ray, aka the Henshin Dad himself. So um, we love what they do. Yeah. But uh, and lastly, like if you guys like what we do, 
you, you know, uh, we have a Patreon and, uh, you know, think of it as a bit of a tip jar, right? Obviously, if you're listening to this, hopefully you're subscribed, you know, you've, you've told, you've done the whole sharing is caring. Um, you, Mm -hmm. you want us to succeed or something. I don't know. Like, you know, if you like what we do and you want to sort of go above a little bit above and beyond, we, we do have a Patreon. Patrons have access, early access and uncut access to all sorts of podcast content. Uh, there's uh, videos available and mm-hmm. you know, the, the patrons in a lot of ways are really some of the biggest voices in helping us to shape our content. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's, perks to being patrons uh, it's not mm-hmm. just like give us your money and we don't do anything for you um, <laughs> if you if you can't tell from this podcast we do enjoy talking and so there is some extra talking if you want your ears talked off uh that, that yeah. does happen every uh not every and weekend. not 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 all of it is worthwhile sometimes uh but you know <laughs> nobody can nobody bats a thousand so uh-huh. uh when we're laughing but, at terrible fan fiction um <laughs> I think sometimes, like, I, I would say, like, you know, to sort of dip into the sports analogy, I, I think uh, for for the bat, uh, for the patron, uh, for the patrons, we, we I, I would say that we bat three, 300, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. which is, yeah, that's a great yeah, average. That's a great average. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, good. but yeah, you know, now that I, I've sort of done all the spiel and sold all the stuff, which this, this was just not nearly as, as good as last last episodes (laughs) i i was really hoping to recapture some of that magic but i'm still batting 300 but uh (laughs) anyways so you know here's a word from some of our friends folks so i am to understand that you have summoned me i i did the boy said excitedly i can't believe it worked it has worked and i have come will you invite me in the smile on fortosio's lips was wide then, and if Wasson had been paying attention, he might have noticed the unusual length of Fortosio's eye teeth. But Wasson was too excited to notice. I would like to invite you on an adventure through my perilous realms. On Paul Lytle's Perilous Realms, I am serializing my audiobooks with an episode every week. We will go one book at a time through fantastic worlds and dangerous quests, all from the relative safety of your podcast app. To take up one of these journeys, check out Paul Lytle's Perilous Realms on your podcast app. That's Paul Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E, or search for Perilous Realms. And we're back. Hey, uh, so guys, uh, if you haven't been able to tell so far uh this episode we're going to be sort of going back over we're going to be be looking at a, a few different things here uh you know i have in my head my, my nate's head cannon i've i've called this <laughs> this this main topic hey 2022 we're looking at you um oh i like that a little, little bit of rhyming there uh mm-hmm. i feel clever and and pretty and uh i don't know <laughs> I feel insane, um, but we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, we we have made some uh, changes. You guys have already probably listened to yeah some addendums, improvements. We've sort of cleaned up and tightened up and and sort of addressed some concerns with with the backlog beatdown. So we're going to be talking about the the just the rules for the backlog beatdown uh, season coming up here in twenty twenty two. 
And then we're probably going to talk, you know, for a few minutes about some of the things coming out that we're looking forward to the next year, not just games, but you know, probably mostly games. So, <laughs> you know, maybe a couple other things in there too, but, um, so, and, and just to sort of give a, a pretty big shout out, a friend of the show, uh, Jonathan did sort of, he has been helping us sort of actually like, like formalizing, putting everything into a really nice document, mm-hmm. sort of using that, that technical writer shine to, to make us look smarter than we actually are. Um, but I love it. He's been helping us out and just sort of getting this thing tightened up and sort of all prettied up and stuff. And so huge shout out. Thanks, John, so much, man, dude. Uh, it looks great. And uh, but yeah, uh, so let's just start out. He's got a little blurb here, and I, I think it's a pretty good sort of encapsulation here. But mm-hmm. as Christians, we want to be good stewards of what we own, especially with respect to our recreation. In the zeitgeist of constant entertainment and entitlement, it is easy to get discontented with what, with what you own and chase after the high of the novelty. Um, to help mitigate the temptation of the fear of missing out, FOMO, uh, particularly with respect to video gaming, we developed what we call the Backlog Beatdown, which, you know, full sort of giving full disclosure credits, and this is a bit of an aside, is sort of a refinement of the original, the OG Backlog, backlog Golf. So, mm-hmm. um, but the goal of the backlog beatdown is to finish and enjoy what you already have and to limit the accumulation of more. The whole point, the whole general thrust here, folks, is like the backlog beatdown. What we want to really encourage people to do is to play what you already have mm-hmm. and be, just be a little more intentional and mindful about what, what you're buying. That's yes. and not to say that all buying games is bad, mm-hmm. you know, but don't get sort of caught up in that constant sort of purchase purchase cycle. So as a general rule, like you guys, anybody who's listening to this and has participated in the beatdown or some variant of the beatdown is probably familiar with the basic tenants, but there have been a few sort of additions and revisions. So we're just going to yep. go through the, the rules here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, and just to give a little bit more clarity for anyone who hasn't uh, joined us on the beatdown in the past or backlog golf in the past. So this is a, a game that we play in mm-hmm. order to, like, like we just said, in order to be mindful about the things that you're purchasing, um, but also, but mainly to play the things that you own that you haven't played before. Like that is the kind of the North star. The goal is like, well, that's why we call it the beatdown is to beat down your backlog. Okay. So you have these, mm-hmm. these accumulated games. So if that's not you, like if you don't have a lot of games that you have purchased and have not played, well, then this isn't necessarily going to help you. Like I, I, I don't even know. I, I, there's not, there's not going to be very much value for you in yeah. doing this. If you're not trying to focus on your backlog, the point of it is, is um, well, th- those things in particular, I have a huge backlog of games that I know that, that I've owned for a long time that I know that I should play, um, that I've heard really good things about. And so doing something like this is to, to help keep track, be mindful of, uh, the things that I do own, the things that I add to that and, uh, and have some fun along the way. I think too, some of it is just like, hopefully in doing some of this, like people will gain a a bit of a sense of mastery over this versus being mastered by it. Like Mm -hmm. here's, one of the things and, and sort of, I, I remember tweeting something at Logan earlier in the week 
or last week, just saying to him, like, you know, cause he was sort of, he's, he's got some thoughts about his backlog stuff and sort of his mm-hmm. approach to it. And I said, like, honestly, I said, you, you want to know really how to beat down your backlog effectively. And, you know, and I'm paraphrasing. I said, recognize that you aren't obligated to like, you don't have to do this. Um, yeah. This is not something like that. The, 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 whole, the whole thing is like, you want, you don't need to be a slave to this. And this is hopefully just a toolkit that will help you to sort of like the way that we sort of look at the backlog beatdown, right? Is like basically uh, it's it's training wheels for sort of just uh, cultivating a bit of mindfulness and intentionality in regards to just sort of this hobby. Like, yeah, this is a baby's first sense sense of like accountability when it comes to entertainment. I don't, I don't know, right? Like, right. Well, and because like I know for me. In the past, my unstated, like my assumed goal was purchase good games at the cheapest possible price that you can. So if mm-hmm. there's a game that I'm even mildly interested at, and right now I can get it for four ninety nine, oh, boom. Oh, and I feel great because now I have this game that I've wanted and it was four ninety nine, right? Yeah. Which is okay. And that's that's fine. But when you continue to do that and don't actually play those games, Um, then you just, then like, they're just sitting there and it's not. So at this stage in my life, like, no, I, I would much rather right now I need to focus on like, how, how much do I do that subconsciously and not think about not just purchase a game and not consider, oh, the time investment that it's going to have, you know, when am I actually going to get around to playing this kind of a thing? Um, so anyway so that's just kind of a a use case there but yeah yeah, this is just a a game that we play throughout the entire year so last year uh beat down 2021 uh we finished that out and now um this this year obviously goes from january 1st to december 31st of uh 2022 yeah 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 the 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 season basically yeah starts january 1st ends december 31st um And at, at the season, at the beginning of the season, your your score is zero, you mm-hmm. know. And and the whole point of this is because it is about like sort of diminishing, like sort of like you're you're hopefully sort of like taking a chunk out of your backlog. The we score negatively, um, so mm-hmm. you want a the lowest score as yeah. as possible. Um, but right. anyways, we'll, we'll get. We'll get into some of that, but uh, let's just sort of go. John broke it down into some helpful sort of like categories. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll start out with uh, basic scoring. Uh, with the beat down, you want a low score. Again, negative points represent you beating or rolling credits or completing. Uh, sort of, there's some terminology here. Uh, more games than you buy or start. Positive points count against you and represent buying or starting more games than you finish or complete. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause in that sense you would be at like a plus one means that you have added to your backlog is basically mm-hmm. what, what that means yeah. or it's, or it's time spent playing something new when, so that inherently is time spent away from playing your backlog. Yeah. So, so uh, just sort of clarifying some terms for when we talk about completion. Okay. That's sort of a technical term here. We're actually talking about um, like hundred percent in the game. Mm -hmm. um, Platinum Platinum trophy doing like if you're doing achievements, it's getting all 1000 points for the achievements or whatever, but it's, it's sort of like 
it is whatever sort of platform you're on, it is really sort of getting as like basically experiencing as much of the game content as possible or, and mm-hmm. sort of like we recognize that not every, not all platinums and not all achievement lists are created equal, but mm-hmm. the intent is like this, the sort of like the completion is sort of like you have seen just about everything this game has to offer. And then some, um, that's, that's, that's the idea of completion. And there's stuff like, you know, since, switch and nintendo doesn't have any sort of trophy or achievement system a lot of times it's like maybe just like you like octopath traveler is a great example of this like Mm -hmm. if you have done the secret boss fight and all that stuff that counts as completion like right and and because in order to get to that secret boss you need to have completed all of the side quests in the game yeah as well so it, it is slightly up to consensus in certain cases um the, the, you just you kind of state what you believe completion to be and say that you're taking the point um and we will th- generally this is done on discord you know however yeah. whatever kind of yeah all of the discussion backlog. as far as the backlog breakdown stuff ha- happens is there will be a discord thread that's um, right in our server yeah. um so a lot of that happens there, but the scoring is basically, and then at game length, uh, we use the main uh, game length. Like the, was it the main story category and how long to beat? Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah. is that what the, that's yes. called? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, you would use, uh, and that comes into uh, consideration here. Cause this is, yeah. this is actually sort of, this actually takes us into one of our first sort of addendums or changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. So, so yeah, let's, let's jump into basic scoring and then we can kind of loop back on that to, to, to get into some of the definitions here. So basic scoring is that if you purchase a game in 2022, you're adding to your backlog. So a purchased game gives you a plus one point, which again is not mm-hmm. a good thing uh, because you're adding to your backlog. Um, if you start a game that you have purchased in 2022, that gives you an, an additional point. Because again, that is time taken away from your backlog and instead you are devoting it to this new game. So for buying a a new game and then starting to play it, that gives you two points, two positive points. Um, When you beat a game, which is rolling credits on a game, uh, and yeah, sure, some games can be weird with how they do, but generally, just beating a game, finishing the story mode, um, whatever that means... Of course, there there are special cases for different kinds of games, but um, basically, just rolling credits for the game, you get a negative point. You have finished a game on your backlog, or just finished a game in general, a game that would be going to the backlog. So, this does include even those games that are purchased in 2022. So, if you um, if you buy a game in 2022, you can you um, start playing it, and then you beat it you would have a total of positive one points um, because, again, you had added to your backlog in the year. Um, there's a way to zero out your points, and that is to complete the game. And that's what we were talking about earlier, is mm-hmm. if you do absolutely everything there is to do in the game or you get the platinum trophy, you know, whatever, whatever that consists of for that particular game, um, then you would have a total of zero points. Like, like basically, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't... Give, it doesn't hurt you now that you have purchased this game, but now you've done absolutely everything in the game, and so you're at 
like a base zero point because and really you haven't you haven't you haven't made progress yeah yeah like and and this is the thing so these the the negative points are actually most effective when you're playing games that ha- you've been sitting on right so that like not any just in 2022 yeah, yeah any games that you come into 2022 with that's all that's your backlog and mm-hmm. so you want to play like but uh there's yeah. also so and this sort of and again leads us into the the long game bonus Right, and so this is sort of a new rule. Um, mm-hmm. When you beat a game that is oh, like, and this is according to the using again, is, this requires a little bit of footwork here, folks. So you have mm-hmm. to go to how long to beat, and if the main story time for that game is over thirty is thirty five hours or over, you mm-hmm. actually can score an additional negative one. So just yes. beating a game that is over 35 hours will actually get you a negative two. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Basically, we added this. This is new for 2022. Um, we added this because we recognize that um, basically if, if a game takes <laughs> longer, uh, if it's more of an investment, then it kind of equalizes the fact that you're playing a long game, which we mm-hmm. decided by fiat that 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 long game definition is 35 hours because that does not fit you know a lot of games but but if you're playing a huge jrpg and you know you dump you're in a madman and you dump 95 hours into it um you'll get an extra negative point as opposed to playing through i don't know braid the the five hour game you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so um so we wanted to to throw that out there because we recognize there there are certain people who um prefer Longer games, I generally fall in that camp. I like to play RPGs, so they generally tend to be longer. And uh, and you will get an extra negative point for those long games. So those are the basic scoring rules of the game. That's that's if you know that, then that is the that is the great like rule of thumb. You can hit the ground running and playing in 2022 because basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to beat down enough of your backlog. That you feel you're coming, good about yourself. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like and listen, just personal metrics. Like Josh and I have sort of again, like if you listen to last week's by sized, um, mm. like we've already like anything between like negative one to ten is is a bit of a personal victory, you know. Right. It's like because that that does sort of indicate that progress. you're you're yeah. making progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Exactly. So we do have also some special cases. Uh, right. So not everything sort of, there, there are some exemptions or loopholes. Uh, and we did <laughs> sort of try to sort of tighten some of that up because some of that, again, if there's any sort of like bending or whatever, there, there, there's always a way to take advantage or like to abuse the system. So there are some mm-hmm. things that we were doing uh, in previous seasons that we thought, well, we need to, adjust because philosophically you know mm-hmm. it, it we just there was a bit of a shift so we're going to move into gifted games okay and so yeah. in in the old rules you didn't take any points for a gifted game mm-hmm. uh you got it and it just automatically went in your backlog but the whole point is to just sort of again sort of encourage people to be mindful about not just like spending money or the time but mm-hmm. also like 
what you're adding sort of to the pile. And so in order to yeah. sort of more accurately reflect that, when you are gifted a game, it counts as an acquisition, right? And so mm. you are you are now there is that positive one penalty. Um, there isn't any penalty for starting the game. And then the traditional scoring applies. So whereas if you buy a game, you take a penalty for playing that because it the 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 idea is like you're sort of is derailing you from making progress on your backlog. But right. with the gifting, it's like again, it, it even using the word penalized, like you take the penalty for getting the gift. And that 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 sucks, but again, this is sort of a philosophical thing more than anything else. But there's no penalty for playing it. And right. you can Yeah, go ahead, man. Well, I was just going to say, like you said, it's not, we're trying to get away philosophically. We're trying to get away from the dollar value of games. Like, like the fact that just because you didn't purchase this game, like it's still being added to your backlog. So we're focusing purely on backlog, like clearing out your backlog and limiting what's coming uh, on intake basically. Yeah. And so getting away from the idea of how much you paid or if there was some sort of purchase that goes on here. And basically, like, yeah, it can seem harsh. Oh, well, I had no part in this. Like, someone decided to gift me a game. Like, why should I have to take a point for that? Well, it's because it adds to your backlog. And also, philosophically, we believe if you're trying to beat down your, your, your backlog, then you should be building in a buffer throughout the year yeah. for things like that, for, for other kind of additions to your backlog. Um, you, you should have enough of a buffer. So like if your goal for the year is you want to hit minus five, then you're going to be making progress towards that. And if you're at minus three and someone gives you a game, okay, that knocks you down a point, but uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, you're, you're like, it takes you a little bit away from, from your state. And you goal, can still, I mean, still like, yeah, progress. it's like, if you play that game and you complete it and it's longer than 35 hours, you can still put yourself right at that negative five range. Yes. Yes. Um, Exactly. And so, yeah, the kind of the, the happy medium that we've come to is that starting the game, you don't add points like you would with a game that you purchased, because we also recognize that if someone does give you a game, that kind of sucks to have this feeling of like, oh, well, I don't actually want to play it yet. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, well, no, if you were given the game, like you should enjoy a gift. Yeah. And so um, we wanted to get away from it. So Yes, you do still take a point, but it is a much better situation than, uh, at least a slightly better situation than if you had purchased that game yourself. Um, and just to, because- to clarify, when we're using gifted games, that's a sort of a technical term here because that mm-hmm. also does apply. So a gifted game is basically a game you receive as a gift. It can also, like if somebody gives you gift cards to GameStop or to Walmart or to whatever, and you can mm-hmm. use those game card or those gift cards to cover the entirety of the purchase, that is a gifted game because the, 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 the money or the cards that were given to you as a gift are covering the entirety of the purchase. It's almost as if they gave you that game themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so, and this is sort of, this is where it gets a little wonky, any trade-ins like, mm-hmm. so if you trade something into like, you know, GameStop, they're terrible, but they do have the trade-in thing and you can get in-store credit, right? Mm-hmm. If yeah. the entirety of your trade can cover that purchase, that can count as a gifted game. 
Mm-hmm. And it, any combination of like store credit from gifts, like gifted cash, gifted cards, or trade-in. So like basically the, the whole point is like you're not really spending money. Like yeah. you're that you're not spending your money. You're mm-hmm. spending money that people gave you or that yeah. It's I know it's a bit technical, but there are like I think sort of and again it's sort of like you're not spending money that you didn't have prior to that sort of gifting or that that trade. So mm-hmm. that's that's one of the the sort of changes there. Um, right, is, right, but, yeah. And the negative scoring is all the same for gifted games. So if you beat it, you get a negative one. If you complete it, you get a negative one. And then uh, if it's a long game over that thirty-five hour mark, then you get a negative one as well. Yeah. Uh, so moving on here, we have online or subscription services. Okay. So there's two mm-hmm. different sort of like categories here. Um, online services. This includes things like PS plus Nintendo switch online and games with gold. Right. And so the thing is with these, there's actually no penalty for any games that you acquire or play with those services because, mm-hmm. and, and, and the reason here is that these services, the core service is actually uh, online access. It's that mm-hmm. being able to play multiplayer, uh, whether it's competitive or co-op or, you know, with the PlayStation and sort of uh, Microsoft so- services that includes mm-hmm. like party chat and things like that. And sort of like, so that's, those that's actually the core service and the games that you receive from those services are like just an added bonus. So, Mm -hmm. and this is just sort of reflecting that. And again, sort of the same thing with uh, Nintendo switch online, even though I, I honestly think like Nintendo switch online, probably like their online, the actual online component is kind of like doo-doo, but Mm -hmm. I've already complained about that enough. Um, (laughs) But it the idea is like you're actually paying for access to like cloud stuff, cloud storage, and like being able to party up with your friends and voice chat and stuff like that. And the games that you have access to are sort of a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we move. In, and so they just like they don't count against you and you can just score them out as normal. So negative one yeah. for beating it, negative one for complete an additional negative one for completion. And if it's over 35 hours, you can s- score out another negative one. So potentially yeah. completing a game, a long game like that could actually net you negative three points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I do have to, I guess if we hadn't made it clear before, these all are for games that you have not beaten previously. mm -hmm. Um, So especially for a service, say Nintendo switch online, like I can go play Yoshi's Island on there again, and I will not receive any points for it because I have already played that game um, before, you know, so, so these are only for games that you have not previously beaten. Like that is what a backlog game is, is a game that you have not, previously beaten or complete complete yeah so. oh and there is a variation but we'll talk the, about yeah, that we'll get to we'll get to that later we'll get right to that. i just didn't want to make it seem like you can go play super mario brothers again for like the 30th time and get another point like no that's that's not we're, we're trying to beat down our backlogs here not just play not just beat games over again 
So, so we'll get to that later. Moving on, sort of, we move on to subscription services. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is things like PS Now and Game Pass. All right. Uh, primarily, those are the two that I know about. Uh, maybe like the Amazon gaming service. I don't know how that stuff really works. But basically, when you are paying for access to this sort of library, like a Netflix style approach to games, right? Yeah. That's that's yeah. kind of like that model. Uh, these get scored a little differently. So mm. here's the thing. We recognize that there's probably a, a pretty significant financial incentive for this stuff but you are still spending money and and there's there's usually a bargain like i know that like you can get like the the three months of game pass for like a dollar kind of stuff and like you know you can always get this stuff on sale but ultimately you are subscribing to, to these services to access their libraries and so those games don't really count as backlog games. That's sort of an auxiliary thing. And while we understand that, again, that's sort of a fiscally savvy move there in a lot of ways, um, Mm -hmm. it's actually not really the point of the game. It actually sort of detracts from actually playing the games that you already own. And Mm -hmm. so as that... and, and philosophically, we also didn't want to say that like, oh, just because now you have this subscription service to hundreds of games that does not mean you have hundreds of games in your backlog right no because if that if you did want to score these games like they were backlog games then you would have to also say oh well i have this entire library as a backlog which well, is and be- not the case because the and because those sort of those services games are cycling in and out all the time yeah um yeah you know stuff's being added and removed from these services all the time but uh so basically you don't score these like anything that you play on game pass or PS now or any service similar to that. You don't score it when you beat the game, you don't take Mm -hmm. any points. The only way that you can actually score on a game pass or a PS now style game is through completion. And again, it's Mm -hmm. a sort of the, all of the achievements, all of the, the, the trophies, whatever, like it's that 100% completion sort of metric. Um, that will get you negative one. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's pretty much it. There's no long game bonus for this. It's just completion or bust. And, yeah. um, you know, yeah. because, and again, we don't want to completely punish you for utilizing these services, but we also understand that at its core, these services are the, the, the games not like the beatdown is not really about this stuff. Right. Um, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, listen, yeah. it, there, there are people who use Game Pass almost exclusively. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like, yeah. The, but the beatdown's not for you. Um, yeah. So, exactly. Moving on here, sort of another sort of variation or exception, if you would, or special case is bundle games and compilations. And these are scored almost identically. Right. And so, what we're talking about here is like, Things like Humble Bundle, or you get like uh, the Sega Genesis collection or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, these are collections of games that there's one sort of primary purchase, and you get a whole bunch of stuff in there. So like, yeah, um, you know the 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 Crash Bandicoot trilogy remaster yeah. or the yeah. Spyro trilogy go. sort of stuff. Like that's the, like the Tony Hawk uh, one and two remaster. That's 
that's in there. This this stuff where it's like you get multiple games, but it's one skew kind of thing. Um, these get scored kind of special when you buy them. So if they're in your backlog, right? You basically you would score negative one for every game that you beat, you know, or complete. Mm-hmm. Like the games get scored individually, and this, there's a sort of like this can sort of almost be a bit of a loophole too, because uh, for the bundle or the compilation, you only take one point. That's mm-hmm. it, one purchase yeah, for the initial purchase. Yeah, for the initial purchase, and then for every game that you play out of that, you take an additional point. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then you also the, the the scoring sort of stands. So the beating a game, negative one. Completing the game, negative one. And if it's a long game, again, at negative one. So it's it's sort of one of those there's there's a little bit of an advantage to that because instead yeah. of like I purchased this and I played this and now I take a negative two, it's there's only the one point for the purchase. So I, I think that's fairly self-explanatory, but um, mm-hmm. so as far as uh, moving on here, remakes and remasters, basically they get j- just treated as new games. It, it would just be a purchase, you know, you start, mm-hmm. you know, so you purchase the game plus one, you start the purchase game. It's uh, another plus one. You beat it. Yeah. You, you know, standard scoring. Uh, yeah. Let's see okay. next. Uh, okay. So we have, Previously beaten, but not completed games. Okay. So this is a bit of a, like, I don't know, Final Fantasy VI. Let's just say mm-hmm. you've beaten Final Fantasy VI before. You've, you may have beaten Final Fantasy VI a dozen times, but you haven't experienced all of the content in said game. Mm-hmm. You can actually go back, play that game, and play it in, in such a way that you have, at that point in time, experienced all the content you've recruited all the characters you've done all the side jobs you've done you've gotten everything you've sort of hit that completion you but and that you can only do this one time you can only complete a game one time so it's right. a little bit of a very variance here but it's like and like when you do that when you hit that completion you can actually score that out, even though you may have beaten the game twenty times before. Right. Um, yeah. Super Mario Brothers three, like, like, let's just say you've beaten Super Mario Brothers three. I've beaten Super Mario Brothers three probably twenty times, and a lot yeah. of that time, like, I'm skipping worlds, I'm using the flute, I'm mm-hmm. doing whatever. Yeah. Doing a every P-wing. level. <laughs> yeah, P wing, <laughs> just like. But doing a sort of every level, every world, like sort of 100% map clear, beating everything in the game, and then going all the way, doing all eight worlds, and beating Bowser would be a completion run. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the sense. So, yeah, yeah. which so you can replay old games, but you can, yeah, yeah, it's like, but if you've completed a game before, and again, this is all honor code stuff. Like if yeah. you've if you've completed a game before where you've sort of you have experienced all the content, like you can't really say, well, I completed it, so I'm scoring. There is a variation though. All right. So and this is mm-hmm. a, a new addition to addition. the twenty twenty two rules. Yeah. So we all have those games that we like to revisit, right? Mm-hmm. That every couple of years you just want to like for me, I like to play Shadow of the Colossus every few, every two or three years, you know, especially now that mm-hmm. I have that nice, that nice shiny remaster. Um, yeah. 
and I got this big gnarly PS5 to sort of maybe I can turn on all sorts of bells and whistles. Um, the way that this new rule works is it's a replay rule. Mm-hmm. Is that once a year you get one replay that you can score out. Okay. Mm-hmm. This can be a game that you have beaten or platinumed or whatever. And you only get one of these and you sort of have to declare it in the discord channel and say, this is my replay. This is a game that I've played before that I've beaten before, but I, I want to play through it. And I, I want this to sort of count like you can sort of burn one point, one replay a year and you can score it for a negative one. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's a game that you may have played a bajillion times. Like a great example is, is Josh and I both played Chrono Trigger multiple times. Yep. Fire up Chrono Trigger. Like I've played Final Fantasy nine multiple times. We're going to be playing it mm-hmm. again this year um, as actually the book club nomination for the first quarter of the year. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm probably going to, I might burn my replay on that because I've, mm. I've beaten the okay. snot out of this game multiple times. <laughs> so gotcha. um, the only thing I didn't do in the game was the, uh, the jump rope stuff. Oh gosh. Okay. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, <laughs> there's yeah. no completion bonus on this. It's just, you get one burn for replaying a game. Cause we, re- we recognize like, y- yeah, there, there are great games you want to go back to and look, it, it doesn't count for nothing. It's, it's, it's one freebie <laughs> kind of, and, and especially because the games that you tend to replay are the ones that are the most meaningful yeah. for you. And so this was kind of just like a fun rule. We decided to throw out, this is a 2022 special of like, you know what you can play. Yeah. You can replay one game and it'll still, you'll still get a negative point for it just for fun. Because we also want to encourage like playing the best that there is. You know, well, and something it's, like it's, Final Fantasy VI, I haven't finished in a long, long, long time. So, like, yeah, if I if I feel the itch, not just to play the first like five hours that I've played dozens of times, but like continue and and finish it out, like, yeah, okay, you can take a point for that, you know. Especially or, in light of our conversation with John recently about sort of that that deep gaming sort of urge, right. like yeah. this is like this is sort of a way to invoke some of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just like, listen, sometimes, you know, uh, C.S. Lewis, I think, I, I think this is attributed to C.S. Lewis. I could be wrong here. Um, I, you know, and I could look this up, but I won't because <laughs> yeah, it's not, but it basically he used to say like he, he would always read two old books before starting a new one. And I yeah. don't necessarily, but it's like, I think like sometimes it's good to go back to the, the old things that we really loved and that were great, whether it's to revisit and sort of recalibrate or whatever, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. like you get back there and sort of nostalgia and you're like, Oh, this was not nearly as cool as I thought it was. <laughs> and, right. But the, this is sort of like respecting that. And like sometimes there, there are people who play like, I know a dude who plays Chrono Trigger once a year, every year. Wow. And it's like, you got to respect that. Like, I love that game. Yeah. Not that much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like once a year, you can just sort of like say, hey, like I've beaten this game a billion times, but I want to play it one more time. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. we want to respect that. So yeah, those those are the rules for the 2022 beatdown, really. So so have fun with it. You know, I think I think my goal is negative 10 
Like if I can, if I can get a negative 10 over the course of the next year, like that would be, that would be great. That would, to me, that would be significant progress towards my backlog. Now, is that a dent in the overall, like hundreds of games that I have? No, but, but it's something, it's something. I also recognize that I have less and less time for games as I get older. So (laughs) that's a thing. This is, and again, guys, this is just sort of a system to help you sort of think about the way you play games. You know, that's it. Like this is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be super competitive. You know, this is more of just about helping you cultivate sort of an intentional approach to buying games and enjoying what you already own. And honestly, I think this is sort of a metric that you could probably use for all sorts of things, buying books. You could probably Mm -hmm. use this system. And again, this is just sort of, it's a tool in the toolkit. This isn't going to work for everybody. Uh, at some point in time, I'm going to sort of rope Parker on to talk about that dashboard that he created. Uh, I posted a link mm-hmm. to that in the Discord at one point in time. The, the, we have there are other things that just might work better for some people. Like I know yeah. we've talked about. I think this year uh, one of the things I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be tracking just the money spent. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah. and, and again, uh, so there's there's a bunch of stuff in there that we just want to encourage people to sort of be you know, again, sort of just being a little more mindful going forward. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, Yeah, we're going to have fun with it. We're going to have fun with it in the new year. Um, It's been really helpful over the past few years. And, and we've also recognized, you know, like this, this new rule set is um, fine tuned based on some of the pitfalls that I feel like we have run into over the past couple of years. Like the long game thing. Yeah. It it was added. Because like we recognize that there's sort of a difference between like the twenty hour games that sort of or the the eight hour games and then like the the more substantial stuff like that yeah there mm-hmm. there is it's not in the document but there are two more exceptions that are unique to the backlog book club or, in, or and the breakdown okay. mm-hmm. um, yeah. that I feel like need to be addressed okay. If you buy a game to play in order to participate in sort of the book club discussions, and again, this is all sort of unique to the Discord, okay? Mm-hmm. That game, if you buy that game, does not count against you. You also can't score it, okay? Mm-hmm. If you own the game, you can score it as a backlog game. But, you know, the book club yes. stuff is sort of a unique thing where we want to encourage people to just, like, one participate this is more about sort of having right. a conversation about like a, a really interesting game um the other thing is that josh and i buy a game specifically for the intent of the podcast again we don't take and it, the same rule applies like mm-hmm. i give you a, a great example last year i bought i bought doki doki panic um plus or whatever that for Literature ps5 Club. Lit- Not Super Mario Brothers too. Uh, yeah. Oh, geez. Doki Doki <laughs> Literature Club Plus. Doki Doki yeah. Panic is yeah. Super Mario Brothers too, man. Uh, but we bought. I bought Doki Doki Literature Club Plus in order to play on my PS5 for the podcast. I didn't mm. take any points for purchasing that. I also don't take. I didn't take any points for completing it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So exactly, exactly. And those, those are like fewer and farther between, if that makes sense. Like we do have patron requests that we fulfill. And so for those games also, um, those aren't scored, but, but generally when we talk about a game, it's a game that's been on our backlog. We don't usually go out and buy new ones. I feel like that's not, it's not super common like maybe that spooktober is really the only time <laughs> that i can think but of even it, then it's a lot of it. times we sort of try to dig through and find stuff yeah. in our backlogs to sort of figure out which at some point in time yeah. we're gonna have to figure out what we're doing for that uh, yeah. yeah there's there's some interesting candidates in the run there mm-hmm. um yeah there's one that was brought up in the in the discord of hellblade i'd be i'd be down for that too. oh dude that but, would uh, be a super <laughs> Ooh, i actually have that because that's something that like i actually have installed on my hard drive and i've been meaning to play okay. yeah um yeah it's been on my short list for a while and i know that it it's pretty freaky oh so. i kind of yeah i kind of wanted to play that sooner but now that i'm thinking yeah. about it, that would actually be like i know the guys like a couple guys were like we could do majora's mask um right we, yes that was another one on the short list yeah that was like but yeah yeah that would be good too i'm kind of like i'll be honest like we could do we could do majora's mask here's an idea Mm -hmm. Uh, we could do Majora's Mask as the book club game for the quarter before that. Mm -hmm. And then you and I could dip into Hellblade to scare the pants off ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And do the full headphone version. Like, Oh dude. Well, and I just bought to go hard if you're going to do it. I used some of my tip money to buy the, the pulse 3d headphones. Oh, you did get it. Dang. Okay. (laughs) And I'll (laughs) tell you what, man, like I'd heard some 3d sound before, but I was like, like playing returnal with that. Oh, I was like Mm -hmm. chef kiss. Nice. 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 So cool, man. It's like ideas, ideas. I like it. So many ideas ideas um but yeah so just sort of and briefly sort of like to to wrap up the episode proper um Mm -hmm. yeah it's the beginning of a new year like in in next episode we're going to be talking about sort of the the top 100 stuff uh sort of adjusting our list and having conversations about that but Mm -hmm. you you sort of thought like you pitched this and it said like hey you know it'd be kind of cool to talk about some of the things games and things that we're sort of excited about in in the upcoming year um yeah and so yeah why don't since that was sort of like your idea why don't you sort of lead us off on this one josh yeah so i tend to get kind of um uh what's the word i don't know into this this mindset of evaluating things towards the end of the year um you know i've i i was once uh when i was younger i was very against the idea of like okay so uh, like new year's resolutions all that fun stuff i talk about this every year sorry um but i i used to not see any value in that cuz it's like it's just another day if you want to change just change now why do you, why do you have to set that and while um i get it i do think I, and i still think that's said. it like instead of like just saying well i'll, I'll wait till new year's yeah like change right. change it yes. but but New Year's is a helpful time to sort of like stop, take stock, and recalibrate. 
Yes, exactly. Oh, that yes, that that was so beautifully said. And I so I tend to just get in that mood, in that mindset towards the end of the year. Also because December tends to be a pretty busy month and then I tend to um take off the end of December between Christmas and and New Year's. And so I have some time off to kind of do some evaluation. And it's just kind of, you know, a seasonal thing. And so as I'm looking towards uh, the new year, 2022, obviously the beatdown is a big part of that because I do, um, I think it's beneficial for me. Um, I, I find a lot of value in that just intentionality behind it. And, uh, you know, tracking things that I purchase and things that I play and things like that. So that's definitely a big part of, as I think about gaming in 2022, um, that's a big part of what I'm looking forward to. And, and like I mentioned earlier, I want to hit negative 10 next year. Um, there's not too much on the docket that as I look over the next year that I say, oh, that's definitely a day one purchase. Um, you know, there could be things that pop up. Of course, there always are. And of course, I'm going to be tempted to buy games that I hadn't bought before, you know, just like older games. That's fine. But really, in, when it comes to newer games, I can't think... I The only ones that come to mind, if they are released, that I would be very tempted to purchase um, day one. The first one actually has a release date in just a few months, is Triangle Strategy. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that game because I love Octopath Traveler. I still haven't mm-hmm. even played the demo to Triangle Strategy, but I, st- I, I just have faith in that team based on their prior work. Um, I was just listening to the soundtrack of Octopath Traveler the other day and getting all nostalgic. And as Paul talks about, you know, his, his, um, what he likes and doesn't like about the game. I'm, I'm just like, man, that's such a good game. I just, I love that game. Uh, so really looking forward to triangle strategy. I don't think it's going to be a day one buy for me, but I'll probably be tempted throughout the rest of the year. If that baby goes on sale, probably pick it up next year. I mean, it, it's um, sort of, yeah, that's, that's definitely one that I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it. Like I'm, Mm-hmm. it's that's definitely in that sort of like it could very well be a day one sort of purchase because i i'll be honest like it reminds me a lot of like final fantasy tactics yes and i yes. have like like i have a deep like um to to quote invader zim i have a mighty need um, <laughs> yeah yeah for yeah for some of that goodness yeah so that's a, that's on the short list um, Breath of the Wild 2, if it does come out, you know, the, uh, nothing is nothing is set in stone. Nintendo hasn't announced it, but they might do a stealth drop also, you know, it could be mm-hmm. come E3 time. Oh, it's coming out, you know, holiday 2022 kind of a thing because they've been working on it for a while and apparently it's reusing a lot of the assets. So, you know, so it there's should, speculation like, to be in said. In theory, it should have a pretty quick development cycle and turnaround. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's been at this year five uh, this yeah, at this point it's been 5 years since uh since Breath of the Wild. So that's a decent amount of time for development if all things have been going well. So that one again, I would be tempted to pick it up. I don't know that I would say it's a day one purchase. Um although I would have told you before Shin Megami Tensei 5 that I think my time on huge games like that was over. But I fell down the that hole with Shin Megami Tensei Five. So so who knows? But it that just, one, that it just takes the right the right touch. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one, and then the only other one that comes to mind is Silk Song. Um, if that one Ooh. does get released this year, it's that one's probably the closest to a day one purchase. Oh, that's and- a guarantee. Like the minute <laughs> I know that thing's available, I'm. Uh, it's like I'm going to like throw money at somebody and just be like. 
Give it to me. <laughs> well, well, here's the weird thing is, is that, you know, honestly, that one is the most, not even because I think it'll be the most, well, no, it's just fantastic, man. But also it's because Team Cherry only charged me $10 for their first game, <laughs> frankly. So it's like, if they want to, you know, if they put this out for $30, like I want to show them, yes. Like I've been patiently wait. Like I appreciate what you did for me, you know, years like, ago, well, kind of a thing. Like Hollow Knight you have- sort of was unproven. It like had a lot of buzz. Yeah. Silk Song will be sort of like the like if they want to come out and charge twenty five, thirty, forty bucks. Even I'm like, yeah. Hollow Knight was good enough that like sure, like I'll pay you. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so I do like even just as, as a show of support. Yeah. Um I'm I'm the most tempted to it's, when it does come out. Uh that's one yeah, that's like that's vote, be vote with your purchase. wallet kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. And it's even it's even for me it's like emotionally it's more of like a thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like I I just I appreciate you team Cherry. You made a fantastic game before and I don't imagine this will be any worse. But you know what? You've you've earned my loyalty at least for now. Until you go and screw it up, which I don't foresee, because um, they've been working on that one for a while too. So those are the games that that come to mind that I think I'll be tempted for is in terms of new games. But that's three, you know. So that tells me, okay, this year is going to be a big focus on my backlog um, well, versus previous years. And there's so many things that like pop up, like sort of, yeah. That it might be some shadow drop stuff, and there might just be something yeah. like Metro Prime Four or Four or the Metroid right. Prime Trilogy. Yeah. If that, like, yeah. actually, the, either one of those sort of drops, like, that'll be something that, like, I'll snap up. Um, dude, uh, like, I'll be on Elden Ring has, like, I am, like, okay, big, okay. big curious. Like, it's yeah. like one of those things where I'm still, like, well, I'm in the midst of like the, the Neo two sort of grind, and I want to sort of hit Sekiro, and uh, maybe oh, yeah. <laughs> like so. But for me, I'm like I I really do. I've come to sort of appreciate from software. Um, yeah. So the, the like there's that. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, well, the two heavy hitters of of, of PlayStation. God of War and, and Horizon uh, Forbidden West are both sort yeah. of slotted for next year sometime. So it's like I'm very much like keeping an eye on those and sort of like mm-hmm. both of those I think look pretty stinking great. Um, mm-hmm. Just as far as stuff that I might not play, but I'm very interested to sort of see how it all shakes out. I mean, you brought up Breath of the Wild too. I'm probably not a day one sort of Breath of the Wild yeah. two guy. Yeah. Unless there's a hook shot, and then that at which point I'm just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> take my money, because um, hook shot makes everything better. Um, but uh, Starfield, I am okay. interested. Okay. Like, if Starfield comes out, and I know it has, I think it has a release date. Um, yeah, I but if so. if it hits that, and it does, I want to see if it does well. Like for me, a yeah. lot of it is sort of seeing what a lot of Microsoft's acquired studios do next year. And if they can mm-hmm. hit that, you know, you know, dropping a banger once every quarter kind of thing. Uh, Bethesda Game Studios, I'm just kind of like, I was not a huge fan. I Fallout 4, I liked Fallout 4 a lot. And then the, the more I played it, the more lukewarm I got on it. Um, okay. 
And so I'm kind of interested in seeing what they do with Starfield. Um, cool. Yeah, and then one that's just, it's sort of funny, but I'm also sort of like, I want to see what Diablo, Diablo Immortal is supposed to come out next year. Okay. Uh, on iOS okay. and Android. And I'm uh-huh. kind of like, okay. Like, <laughs> like I have a phone, um, uh-huh. y- you know, like I like me some Diablo. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll s- sort of see what happens. And since Diablo 4 has been postponed to at least 2023, and with with everything that's going on over at Blizzard and Activision and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll we'll sort of like, oh, you know, <laughs> there, there yes. was actually a new season of Diablo three, and I was like, uh, oh wow, uh, do I want? Wow, they're still doing that. That's oh, crazy. dude, like, poof, it's so good. Like, I, I it's it, it, and every time I see that announcement for like a new season, I'm like, I could play it again. Yeah. Like, no, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, cool. I mean, as far as games, like, there's a lot of cool stuff, I think, sort of, like, coming down the pipe next year that I'm sort of interested in. But there mm-hmm. isn't a ton that is, like, yeah, day one kind of, like. Right. Right. It's it's stuff that, like, hey, I may pick up on sale down the line. Um, I don't think I'm gonna feel the pull to to purchase it. Sort of like you know, like Shin Megami Tensei Five, where I was like, no, I am on board for that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm pre-ordering that kind of a, kind of a thing. Um, I don't I don't and feel the, that strongly. And for there's anything. a lot of stuff that like you know that get, will probably get announced like throughout the year. That, uh-huh. um, but yeah. So shifting gears though. One Mm -hmm. of the things that I'm sort of excited about next year is you joined the Fantasy Critic League. Oh, Uh, yeah. You're going to be drafting. You were in sort of like the talks. You and Logan both sort of actually joined the Dear Critics uh, Fantasy uh, League. And I'm excited um, because, one, uh, I was the Rookie of the Year last year. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. uh, I remember uh, that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam Adam is not Adam Sutherland is not bitter about that at all. Um, uh, but I mean, he he missed it by like a point or two. Um, but oh wow, I had a ton of fun doing that, and just sort of, it's one of those things that it sort of it makes paying attention to sort of releases and stuff like that fun and fresh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. it makes it matter, and so. And, and Micah, Micah's the commissioner and he's just, a you know, he's just, Micah's a, he's one of our dudes, man. So. Oh yeah. Um, yes. And that crew, yes. that crew is a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I still want to get Alex Castellanos on here. Uh, Cause like, you know, he's, he's good people, man. So. Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, dude, like he destroyed, he was, he was the winner last year and he destroyed mm-hmm. everybody. Like. Like I said, I was in second and it was like a 60 point gap. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I'm looking forward to you being in sort of that, that, that league. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. I think, I think you're going to have a lot of fun, man. So yeah. Yeah. It, it will be fun um, because it's not something that I've really like 
kept up with, especially the past few years. You know, I used to be more plugged in years ago, I guess before I had kids, not to blame it on them. But um, I I do remember, like I used to listen to the Game Informer podcast a lot. Mm -hmm. So I would be more up on what the newer games were. And I I found some games that I really, like Shin Megami Tensei, I'm pretty sure I I learned about from Game Informer uh, when Shin Megami Tensei 4 came out on 3DS. And they were talking about that. And I was like, you know, it kind of piqued my interest and then Nintendo had a sale uh, with Fire Emblem uh, Awakening. And so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and try it. And obviously fell down that hole and I've never crawled my way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of my favorite series of games. So anyways, it, I, I used to be more plugged into like, what's the new games? Like even on systems that I don't care about, you know, like what what's kind of the general consensus and, you know, game informer, you can take or leave it. They've made some weird moves, um, the past couple of years, but, um, I'm just I, mad because I want the physical subscription and somehow I got on the digital su- subscription list and I no. can't get off it. Like I keep emailing them and saying, I do not want the email. Send me the magazine. Okay. And it's like, I just don't want to do it. Huh? And it's like, for whatever reason, I just can't get like, so at some point, like I actually, I need to, I, I keep a a subscription just because when I do go to GameStop, I like taking advantage of the points and everything else. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And I like, I like the magazine most of the time. It's it's, okay. It's fun to have like a magazine to sort of flip around. I, 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 I value physical media, but yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, so, so yeah, that'll be fun to be keeping up with some of these games. Cause even as I'm like trying to research, uh, you know, the, the things that, that were, that were recommended have a list of, you know, like 60 games to, to bring with you. I was like, Oh, I've, I've 20, I've 20. I don't know. I don't know what else is coming out. So, so yeah, it's, it's fun to, to keep yeah, dude, so I don't cool. know that like I'll be, I have, I, I actually need to sit down and sort of draft my sort of like mm-hmm. list still but i have like a week or two to do that right so yeah so yeah that that'll be fun in the new year um the last thing as i've like thought about this a little bit of what gaming for me will look like in 2022 and there's a lot of unknowns um but one thing that i do foresee is that i will be playing more video games with my family particularly with oliver um but josie might want to play a little bit too so you know he's getting into mario kart so like Dude, he's, he's Mario Kart video- sucks. No, it's fantastic. No, you're, it's you're- garbage. I played no. it on Christmas Day with my wife, and baby uh-huh. Mario is trash, and he deserves to die. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's funny you say that because the 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 actual racers like have very little to do. I with know the game it's now. just the AI, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm just mad because we played five or six rounds, and it was like it's Mario Kart. So, which is yes. like basically not fair, the game. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's the equalizer, the game. It, 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 no, it's not fair, the game. It's like, that's, yeah. the, the, you want to talk about like, yes, it equalizes. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> when, when you're like two or three laps, like in the top three, and then it's just you manage to get hit by like red shell, lightning bolt, somebody hits you with a the star, then somebody steals, like, it's like, so you mm-hmm. go from like, oh, I was in like second or third, maybe moving, getting ready to move into first. And it's like, now you're in 10th. And I'm yeah. like, at that point in time, 
screaming profanities at my <laughs> television, making my wife laugh because she's like, I've never seen this side of you. And I'm like, well, <laughs> the Mario Kart side of you. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, so well, and yeah, there's, there's always that frustration, but, um, no, I, I just foresee, and, yeah, no, and no. also, especially like since I've been playing Shin Megami Tensei Five, which is one that I can't really play around my family. No, yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there's some heavy stuff in that. Um, is that I, I do like basically if I want to play video games during the day, it'll have to be something that my family's at least mildly interested in. Yeah. Um, and so, and so like I'm thinking about games that I started but haven't finished. So something like Dragon Quest Builders. You know, mm-hmm. my kids were into that when I first started playing that a couple of years back. Um, so, you know, yeah. they, they're just things like that. I've talked about, I've played some of the Lego game with um, with my son before. I foresee more of that kind of thing happening. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, so that's, yeah. Those, those, are, those are all my like gaming kind of looking forward to 2022 and what I think it's going to be like for me personally did you have any other thoughts on on Um, kind of gaming in general well uh, it's sort of more of a like i think one of the things that over the last couple months i've been doing the intermittent fasting and the sort of counting my calories Mm -hmm. and i really do want to sort of press into the earning that rest and so making sure that i'm sort of like doing some workouts like getting serious about kettlebell training like doing that like three or four times, you know, t- at least two or three times a week, like, and maybe doing some like, you know, sh- like classic lifting, um, mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, and just sort of making sure that I'm sort of engaging in the discipline there. Um, that's, yeah. that's sort of one of the things that I'm really like, I want to sort of that. And again, just sort of, I want to make sure that I'm tracking my financials just be a lot more mindful. Mm -hmm. Megan and I are going to actually, um, we, we don't have a, like, like we both work. And so, and we're doing fine. Like we're able to put money back and like I contribute to, I have like a, a pension fund or a, a thrift savings plan. And I, you know, we, we have like things that we're contributing to for retirement, Mm -hmm. but you know, and it's not, we don't have a ton of debt, but like, it's like, we're kind of like, well, let's get a little more serious about this. So we're going to actually be using, yeah. uh, you need a budget next year. Um, okay. Yeah. To sort of, you know, be a little more aggressive with sort of paying down some debt and, and saving money and building the savings. And yeah, so I'm, I'm looking Sweet. forward, looking forward might not be the right word, but I'm, you know, because well, yeah, looking forward to make pro- pro- making progress in that area. Yeah, for just, sure. And it's like it's just having a system, an outside system that we can both sort of like. It's not like it's not one of those things that it's like. Well, I thought this is what we agreed on for groceries or whatever. It's like no, like mm-hmm. let's sort of like we have this sort of outside metric or tool that will help. Um, yeah. So yeah. there's that. Uh, you know, other than that, as far as gaming goes, I mean, we've sort of talked, like my, my tastes are sort of evolving. Like, uh, when I do, what I've realized is that like, there's some games that like, well, like final fantasy and dragon quest. I've, I've re- recognized that those are sort of like my wheelhouses when it comes to JRPGs. And it's not to say that mm-hmm. I won't dip into other stuff, but like, 
I think the days where it's like, I really give much of a rip about persona or, you know, other stuff like those are mm. like for, for like, like I just don't have that energy or that bandwidth anymore. Um, yeah. And while I don't, we don't have kids, we do have like, I have obligations and, yeah. you know, work. And, and so it's like, yeah, I just, I'm looking forward to sort of, uh, you know, what I'm looking forward to the sort of like, maybe broadening my horizons a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, when we played uh, Doki Doki Literature Club, it kind of, I had played some of like the Ace Attorney games back on yeah. the DS. And like mm-hmm. that visual novel sort of blend. I'm, mm-hmm. I remember really liking those. And so like, That's I'm sweet. like, just a person like, I want to, I know that you're a huge fan of the Nonary games. Um, yeah. And so yep. that's actually sort of one of the games that I'm like going to try and sort of work that in at some point in time over the course of the next year. Um, it, just stuff like that. And there, there's some like, I, I think some of the the games that we've received as far as like patron picks and stuff like that are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, figuring out all the logistics for how that's going to work is that'll be a bit of a challenge or whatever, but you know, yeah, I'm just like, kind of like, I'm kind of stoked about just, well, and, and this year, this year we'll actually hit our 100th episode. And so, oh, like, that's right. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. of a, but like, there's just like, we, we've got some cool stuff coming in this year that I'm just kind of like stoked about just in general. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. On a, on a personal note, um, I will just say for, for the broccolos, for me personally, and for the broccolo family, uh, twenty twenty two is going to be a year of change for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and some some big things. Uh, I say big; they feel big, at least right now. Um, I'm going to be done with my the uh, bachelor's degree, <laughs> if all goes well. I mean, I just have three, uh, which I'm gonna call it um, elective courses <laughs> over the course of the year two in the spring and then one in the summer so it's like just get through these guys uh it should be no big deal I've, I've already finished all my core classes so the fact that i will be done with school for the time being you know who knows what the future holds but i don't plan on continuing right now um and that i will i will have graduated uh that's that as I get older, that becomes more and more of a big deal just because of the time commitment that it takes yeah, yeah. Um, for, for me and for my family. So the fact that, that I won't be uh, studying for school in particular as much um, is going to, is going to free me up, you know, now that we have three kids uh, that yeah, time is, is of the essence. Uh, so there's that. And then also um, I'm, I don't know that I've actually ta- talked about this on the podcast proper, but I am transitioning um, out of my current role at my church into a different role at the church. So I will be working with one of the pastors on staff in the discipleship ministry and be getting out of the technical director position that I'm currently in. And that'll be happening in March. Uh, so I'm excited about that. That's going to be a huge change because I've had this role for 10 years now. Um, so, but, but it, it's, I'm excited. There's a lot that I don't know, but I'm excited to, for the challenge. I'm excited for, you know, where God has taken us and our family. Um, and you know, I, I don't know a lot of what the future holds. Um, but I am definitely excited about it. I think it's also going to help, um, the, 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 for the the time commitments that my current role 
uh, has and not to say that there's not, there, there's certainly going to be other commitments. Um, but some of the, because it's a support role, some of my obligated times that I am, that I have to be there, um, are set by other ministries. I'll mm. put it that way. And, uh, and now I will be more focused on a single ministry within the church that, um, that will, I assume afford me a bit more, uh, flexibility and that, that will be very helpful again three kids, you know, just life is different now than it was before. So, yeah. so there's a lot of, a lot of change happening this year. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked in general for the next year. So that's all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but well, I think that, um, it, that, that about buttons it up. I do want mm-hmm. to, you know, just as a bit of a community shout out in the discord. Um, yeah. In our Onwards and Upwards channel, uh, there was a recent sort of exchange where a guy just basically brought up, you know, the fact that he's he's got a pretty big decision coming up, and without going into too many details, he just he he asked for counsel and guidance and and prayer, and uh, you know w- what I saw was like, and I, and I just wanted to sort of shout this out. I saw a lot of dudes saying like, listen. Um, go talk to your elders, like talk to your deacons, talk to your elders, like talk to your pastors at church. Like what, what are they counseling you to do? Because these are the men that know you and love you and can sort of offer the best sort of insight. Right. And Mm -hmm. I just thought that was a really cool um, conversation, a moment. And it was like one of those things where like, I, I really appreciated those dudes stepping up like I, one, those guys like very willing to step in the gap, um, mm-hmm. you know, for this brother, but also sort of saying like, Hey, you know, yeah, we're, we're strangers on the internet. And of course we'll be praying for, for you, but yeah, like, you know, heed the counsel of the men that God has placed in your life to sort of help guide you and shape you. And I thought like that, that was a really cool sort of moment. And it's like that, that's like definitely one of the cooler, you know, cooler things in in the last couple of months that I've seen pop up out of the discord. So I just wanted to be like, Hey dudes, you guys know who you are. Good on you. That was very cool. And that's the kind of stuff that, you know, happens in our discord, which is super rad. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That was super cool to see, especially when it's like a thread that I wasn't that I wasn't able to contribute to mm-hmm. to see like some of the replies that had come in. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, like you guys, you guys are cool. It's very encouraging, you know, yeah. and and in in the right way, you know, not like a superficial kind of you know everything's going to be all right kind of a thing, but like no, like a, a deep spiritual encouragement, which was yeah. Yeah, doesn't happen every day. No, so it was cool. No. It was cool to see that for sure. Um, mine is definitely a bit more shallow, um, but I we had some really cool discussions. I know I've been talking about this game forever, but we had some really cool discussions on the themes in Shin Megami Tensei uh, five in particular. But just um, the idea of of like basically worshiping different gods and what that says about you and where that leads. And just the themes of the series in general and what, yeah, what it says about humanity and how we become what we worship in, and, you know, sometimes in the worst ways in, in those games, but how that is um, like an actual, like that's the human condition. 
and how we were wired for worship, <laughs> but we were wired to worship the one true God. <laughs> yeah. And so when we turn that towards something lesser. So the, I, we've had some some like deeper conversation, not just like, yeah, man, this game is cool, which that's always fun. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Th- th- but, that's definitely like part of the conversation, but yeah. Yes, right. Right, but to go to go deeper, you know, it was it was really cool to talk about that. Hey, so. did we do this last time? And I I don't know if we did or not. Uh, we got a new patron. That's right, we did. And I don't hey. know that we shouted him out or not, but I'm going to. Yeah, Mark Kozlowski joined the Brochachos. I hope I said your name right. But yeah, welcome to the Brochachos, Mark. Uh, we're glad to have you aboard and. Uh, yeah. So now that that's all said and done, yeah, we we've kind of we've beat this this horse into the ground. We've we've flayed this horse. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's time turned to, into glue. It's time. Yes, that's very grim. But it, it's time to just put. It's time to put this episode to bed, Josh. And so mm-hmm. we've done what we came here to do. Um, where can they find us if they want to? Yeah, there's, there's, some, you know, we've mentioned it tons of times throughout the podcast. There is a Discord. A link for that will be in the description of this episode, along with I am going to pop a link to um, the just the rule set for uh, Backlog Beatdown. You know, hopefully we explained it to where it's it's a, at least a little bit um, understandable, but it's always good to have a nice little user's manual, right? A little yeah. instruction booklet that you can access. So so we'll make that um, accessible for everyone. A link for that will be in the description. Um, we'll be, we, we mentioned we'll be talking about Backlog Beatdown all year long. There'll be a channel for that on the Discord. So join the Discord if you're interested. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, but if you have thoughts or you want to reach out, there's, there's a bunch of different ways that you can do that on other uh, platforms on Twitter. Our handle is at bbdowncast. You can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. And we do also have a Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club. And then if you want to get a little bit more personal with me or Nate, um, I generally go by Broccolope on the internet. And Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. There you go. Well, all that being said, Josh, I think it's time. Mm-hmm. So we've done our thing. And until next time, what should they do? Guys, in 2022, you keep beating down your backlogs and we will keep breaking down the benefits. Indeed. Indeed.